Hello, this is the Emergency Podcast System, and this is a special edition of Rumble with Michael Moore. I'm Michael Moore, and I am here to tell you that things are desperate. I'm I'm recording this here in New York City. I'm right in the middle of it, and I need to say some things, and I need you to join with me, and we need to all band together. Trump and the profit motive are murdering our doctors and nurses and citizens. We've now been told that the national stockpile of emergency equipment is there for the private sector to use to supply businesses so that the private sector can sell medical gear to hospitals for a profit, not just give it away from the stockpile that our tax dollars paid for. Just to repeat, they are using the stockpile to sell to the private sector so that the private sector can then resell to hospitals who desperately need this equipment. And it's all being done for a profit. And as the rear admiral from the Joint Chiefs of Staff yesterday said, in the White House press conference. That's our system. That's the way things work. It was so honest. That's right, Admiral. You are wearing that uniform to defend our system. The system of profit. And he had a kind of a smirk on his face as he said it. And then then said... You know, we just can't disrupt the system. Pence and this admiral and Jared Kushner told the American people on Thursday at the White House press conference that there would be no direct help coming to the states. The states were supposed to have ordered and bought and found their own equipment in the last few years. That the federal government is just a backup. What are we going to do about this? Are we going to put up with it? This ignorant, arrogant, murdering bastard of a president must be removed from office. And we cannot wait until November. Every one of his enablers must also be shut down. Every senator, every congressman, and anybody who is part of this system of war profiteering, who's gouging, who's selling and reselling while people are dying. But that's our system. That's what we're told. And all the millions who've lost their jobs, which means they've lost their health insurance. How many debates did we have to listen to in the past year, presidential debates? People love their health care. Why? Why? The job-based healthcare system is the best system. It's beloved. You're going to ask 160 million people to give up their, their healthcare that they get from work? Well, they're out of work now. And as soon as they're laid off, that's the end of the health insurance. The business cuts it right off. And everybody who stood there and everybody who's repeated this about private health insurance it's, 
that's provided by the boss. Well, the boss can take it away any damn day he pleases. And a virus can appear. And then everybody loses their job. And once you've lost your job, you've lost your health insurance. Oh yeah, they'll pay for the test. They say they'll pay for the test if you need to be tested. And now just just late yesterday here, they've 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 said that they will um, they'll cover any treatment for COVID nineteen. Maybe I don't believe a thing they say, but if you have other illnesses or problems or whatever, no health insurance for you. It's gone. Those candidates, those the people I've had to listen to, the people, the the business owners, the CEOs. I love capitalism. I'm a big supporter of capitalism. Capitalism is great. Capitalism, the profit motive, the so-called free market, and now doctors and nurses can't get their gear. 70 cent face mask now costs over $7. Thousands and thousands of people are going to die right here in New York City in the next few weeks and thousands and thousands are going to die where you live in the weeks after that. Why wait until you've lost a loved one to act? We have to rise up. We have to be heard. A nonviolent mass movement of millions can shut these people down, can force them to do what we tell them to do. Why are we waiting The federal government has made it very clear to us they're not coming to the rescue. My friends, the White House doesn't give two shits about you. For the last two months, they've told you first that this pandemic was a hoax. Trump told you that this virus was was just like the flu, that it was nothing, that it would be gone. A few days, just like that. Months after he could have acted, He now sits there today, refusing to send the full help that's needed, refusing to set up a national coordinated effort, refusing to declare a national lockdown, refusing even to keep his own friggin' hands off his face. Trump, through stupidity or design, is out to kill us. I know that sounds crazy, and it sounds like something that really would never be happening, but it is, it is. My friends, we need to use our collective smarts here to survive and we have no time. FEMA has just ordered another 100,000 body bags. They need a million. They might need 2 million or more. History History is full of people who just stood by and did nothing. Sometimes because they were paralyzed by fear. Sometimes because they just didn't believe they could make a difference. And sometimes they just didn't have a clue as to what to do. This is one of those moments when you, 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 and I, must not be frozen in place. We've been told to shelter in place, and we should. But when that 
term is used in a school shooting or a mass shooting, shelter in place means that once you shelter in place, you must also immediately join with others to rush the shooter and take him down. If you just sit there or hide under your seat, he's going to go up and down the aisle and shoot you like the sitting duck you are. Trump is his own psychopath and he will not change in order so that you can live. Do you want to live? Do you want your parents and your grandparents to live? You do? Well, then what are you willing to do? Not with a gun. No. Not with a gun, but with your brain and your guts and your ability to organize others. What is your idea of what we should be doing right now? What is your idea? I want you to tell me. I'm serious. I really want to hear from you. I mean, I've been, I've been spouting out this and that over the last month. I've been trying to warn everybody. I've been, I've been sharing the things that I've learned from my sources. Now I need to hear from you. Please, I'm serious. Please tell me, tell us, tell the people who are listening to this podcast. I want you to post it here. Post it on the, on the, on the comments section of the podcast page. You can, you can post it on my uh, Facebook. The address is MM Flint. You can tweet it to me at MM Flint on Twitter, at MM Flint. You can leave a comment on my Instagram, Michael F. Moore. The um, podcast on your platform here, especially if you go to the, if you go to anchor, you can, you can leave a voicemail message to me and I'll, I'll play some of them, especially if you've got a great idea as to what we should be doing. I'll share it with the people listening to this right now. There's no time left. We're out of time. We, we don't have weeks to figure this out. We barely have days. For those of you who don't live in New York, your curve, the peak, isn't going to happen for a few weeks. So there's some time. There's really no time left right now, except the governor today, yesterday, did order the National Guard to go and, and take any medical equipment that they can find anybody who might be hoarding it, any of the protective gear that the doctors and nurses need to wear. The National Guard now has the authority to, to apprehend those who have it and take it from them. I'll tell you what we really need the governor to do. We need the governor to send the National Guard down to wherever the federal stockpile storage facility or facilities are, and they need to charge those facilities, surround them, and demand that the equipment be given to the New York National Guard, to the New Jersey National Guard, so that it can be brought up here in the next 48 hours. What a sad state of affairs that I would even have to suggest such a thing. But if it was your loved one, 
that was on a ventilator right now, what would you do? What would you be willing to do to save the life of your loved one? What would you be willing to do to save the life of your neighbor? They don't have to be a loved one or a neighbor, though. How about just the fact that they are a citizen of this country and they deserve, they deserve to live. And they should never have to die because the president decided to not send in the equipment that was needed to save them. That their lives were expendable for some reason. Send me your ideas. And then let's organize immediately. Let's lead and let's act, act like our lives depended on it because they do. You know it. I know it. And the time has come for us to take a stand. And that's a very difficult thing to do when we have to have this distance from each other. So that means we've got to get smart. How do we fight this? How do we fight this man in the White House when just the very act of doing it together, doing it close together, could result in the sickness or death of the very people that we're in solidarity with to beat back this assault on us. To figure that out is going to take some genius thinking. I'm counting on the fact that there are a few of you listening to this emergency podcast who are going to send us either your voicemail or your message. If you don't want your name to be used, just say so. It's fine. But if you've got, if you've got the one big idea that's going to turn this thing around, then we need to hear from you. And we need to hear from you right now. A few hours ago, if you lived in New York City and you had a, a cell phone, iPhone, or a, an Android, it started blaring, you know, that horn that goes off when they have like an amber alert, a missing child, or there's a tornado warning, a tornado is on the way. It went off. It startled me. I've talked to other people. It startled everybody on a Friday afternoon. Emergency alert, it said. It was a call out. If there are any doctors or nurses or healthcare professionals out there who are free, please call this number right now. We are out of staff in the New York hospitals. It, it took my breath away to read this. What can I do to help? Use my first aid skills from Boy Scouts? I guess I'm doing what I can do right now by talking to you and by encouraging you not to give up. None of us can give up now. All of us have to rise above this. All of us have to push through our fears and and our um, the way that we've been t totally discombobulated by this. We're smarter than him. And we have more strength and resolve. And we love this country and we love this planet we live on. We love the people that we share this planet with. That's who we are. And we come from people who have faced enormous odds just getting to this country. 
And then once here, trying to just live, trying to just survive. It's never been an easy path, not for our grandparents, not our great-grandparents, not for those who crawl through the desert to get here. This is our time. This is our moment. We can do this. Please participate in this call, in this call from me to you as to how we're going to beat back the virus, not just the virus that goes into our lungs, but the other virus, the one that sits in the White House and the virus of how we have structured this society to put profit above everything else. And to think that that would cost us the lives of doctors and nurses and those who want to help us live is the cruelest thing, the cruelest story I could share with you. And it brings great pain to me to have to do that. But I'm telling you, not as great as the pain I intend to cause to those who've made this happen. This is still a democracy. And we still have some rights, some freedoms that allow us to rise up and use what we have to end this madness and get us to the other side. Thank you for listening to the special edition of Rumble and for participating here in my emergency podcast system appeal to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>